And welcome back, y'all, to the Lightweight Pre-Gamers, a fantasy football podcast for the Pre-Game HQ. As always, I am your host, CJ Krause. Today, we are talking about all the news that we didn't talk about last week that went down. We got some franchise tags going, players that weren't tagged, some signings, more signings, more signings. And we're recording this about 342 Mountain Time, so 542 Eastern time. So if anything goes down while we're recording, we'll hit our instant reactions. With me today, I got the one guy with me. It's gonna be Charles over here. We you know him as the jet flying, limousine riding, caviar drinking, whatever we got going on in there. But I'm not hey, up I got to that. pulled off the beach, man. It's come all this news happening today. So much <laughs> yeah, news yeah. I had to come in off the beach. He had to come off the beach, making me feel bad with all this because I'm snowed in here in Denver and he's rocking that beach wear. So I'm jealous. How are you doing today, buddy? Oh, I'm doing beautiful, man. I'm just, you know, soaking up the rays, enjoying myself. You know, it's about 65 degrees and sun shining. Life is good, man. I thought, I thought we were good. friends, man. Okay, I'm going to let you. I'm going to, you know. <laughs> um, But yeah, and tons of news going on today. We talked about the DAC signing, which happened like literally in the middle of our podcast last week. So I'm going to ask you really quick, just be short related. What's your opinion on DAC? Did you get overpaid, underpaid, or just right? Uh, I think he got uh, exactly what he asked for. Um, it actually ends up being a good deal for Jerry and a good deal for Dak. Dak gets 75 million. Like that's life. That's generational changing money right there for him and his family. So uh, I guess that's probably Dak calling me right now saying <laughs> he needs another loan or some more money, but nonetheless, yeah, I think it's a good deal. I'm, I'm not terribly upset about it. Yeah. I figured you'd be the Cowboys fan. You want to be ready for yeah. all that going on. I love the deal for Dak and I love the deal for the Cowboys. Lock him up exactly what you need to do. Dak's going to get another contract on his age 31 season. So he gets paid again. Such a smart deal. Yep. Added the no, no tag clause in there. Like you yeah. need to have that for especially a player like him. They would have done it again, but I love it. Uh, definitely. I guess we talked about before. I have him as my QB three going into next year. Do you have an idea of where you have him? Uh, that sounds fairly close. I, I'd have him in the top five uh, yeah. for redraft. I mean, obviously injuries are always a concern. I usually drop the play. It's just me. I tend to drop players if you were injured the year before, but I'd drop them a few pegs. But it's like off the top of my head, I go Pat Mahomes, Kyler, uh, Josh Allen, Kyler, Kyler Murray, and then it gets into the Dak, Lamar, you know, yeah. that whole I, I don't think, I don't think anybody has him later than six. He's in that top yeah. tier. It just depends on the order. Like, I have him one spot ahead of Kyler, but I could I wouldn't be upset if someone took Kyler. I wouldn't even be upset if someone took Lamar over him, in all honesty. Like, it's, yeah. it's in that range of everything. But definitely in that tier one of quarterback – well, tier two, because I have Mahomes in a tier by himself. But <laughs> – in that um that contract it has to be yeah uh that just tells stays is healthy so with that we saw a bunch of franchise tags go down so two players that got tagged we kind of were expecting this we saw chris godwin and alan robinson get tagged this past week yep. any opinions on those guys getting tagged or just what you expected um uh, it's kind of what i expected i mean especially whenever the bears dropped that hype video you know before this even started of with alan robinson in it you're like well we know it's going to happen he's going to get the tag you know, and thankfully that means he's he's guaranteed for the next three years, even if they tag him three times in a row, to be making, you know, upper echelon, upper tier money, which is what he wants. The only issue now is who the heck's going to be throwing the dang ball. So, um, and then as far as Godwin, Godwin, yeah, uh, the conversation was, do they tag Shaq Barrett again or do they tag Godwin? And it's like they had to pay Barrett. So obviously the tag was going to Godwin, you know, that, yeah. That, Using the tag on using the tag on Barrett would have made sense there, especially trying to keep the band together for Godwin. 
I think Allen Robinson is going to be really upset if he doesn't get a long-term deal done, but they got till July to get yeah. that done because I think he wants that, especially coming off those like ACL tears he had in the past. He wants to get that locked in. He really wants to see who the quarterback is. So we'll hopefully, hopefully they do right and they find someone for him. But as of today, where do you think you have Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin in your rankings? Uh, I'd have, I'd have, I mean, Allen Robinson's a top 10 wideout, hands down, in my mind. It's like, I don't care who's throwing it to him. It's like my no arm grandma could be throwing him the ball and he's still going to be a top 10. Your grandma's got a good arm now, so. Yeah. And oh, by the way, also, he's not going to drop the ball. I mean, it has, this guy is Larry Fitzgerald-esque when it comes to catching balls. You know, Larry Fitzgerald, I think, has more tackles than he has drops in his career, yep. which is unreal. And as far as Godwin, Godwin had a little bit of injury concerns this year. So it's like I'd probably just off the cuff, he'd be a top 20 wideout. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think a lot of it. You're preaching to the choir on this one. That's the thing. Uh, Alan Robinson, I'm the biggest truther. You can hear it on my other podcast, the Dynasty Duo. I praise his – he's my uh, wide receiver 11 in Dynasty, and I'm higher than him on redraft this year. Yeah. So he's definitely a top 10 wide receiver there. And one thing I think as Godwin, I think he's around that 15-ish range. For me, I think it's Brady's not an upgrade for him. I think he should be an alpha somewhere, but it makes sense to keep him. But we saw some up and down production. We, I think he's a good high end wide receiver too. You can count on with wide oh, receiver yeah, one exactly. upside. Because we've and seen that it, upside. And a lot of it's going to depend on what happens with Antonio Brown. I mean, does Antonio Brown come back? Because Antonio Brown probably ate into a little bit of Godwin's production. I mean, Brown's known as a speed guy and that's kind of what Godwin is. And I'm, I'm just hoping that uh, Godwin comes back healthy and he's able to get a full off season in with, uh, with Brady. And hopefully he gets a little something more than what he got uh, than a Super Bowl ring for giving up his number. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, he's going to get paid no matter what next year. Like we know, oh, yeah. like he turns what 26 next year. So this tag is yep. just inevitable, really good for both sides on that one, unless Godwin gets hurt, which is only one of the downsides of the franchise tag. And I can't stand it. It's so bad for the players, but it could end up being great for him next year because the cap should go up significantly with exactly. the TV deals. So we can definitely get a about bigger that, contract. About the cap and What's everything up? along those lines. Well, with the cap right now, the cap being at, 182.5 if i'm me personally if, if i'm a free agent quarterback or wide receiver not running back running back is a completely different animal you gotta get your money when you can you gotta lock it in because running back you're you're done before you're 30 half the time so but wide receiver and quarterback i'd almost do like an nba style you know uh contract where it's like a one year one year or two year deal so you get your money now and then whenever the cap you're expecting the cap to increase next year now you can get even more years and more guaranteed money the following year yeah i think we're gonna see a lot more of that this year than most years especially teams like not strapped under the cap which they're not yep. used to so we're definitely gonna see more of that going on speaking of running backs getting paid we saw Aaron Jones get paid after not being tagged. That was a big speculation over the past week. Yeah. And we saw Chris Carson not get tagged and has not signed as of yet. So let's talk about Chris Carson first. I think we're going to be more in depth on Aaron Jones. So starting with yeah. Chris Carson, he is the number one running back free agent now. Would you agree? Uh, Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, that's that, that has Tim to be Tim Drake, uh, really. Well, Kenyon, really, Kenyon Drake is – I'm not a huge fan of Kenyon Drake. Uh, he He's had all these opportunities. Maybe it's just due to the the timeshare that he has with uh, Chris Edmonds, but for the most part, yeah, I'm higher on I'm actually higher on James Conner and Leonard Fournette than I am on uh, Kenyon Drake, 
And that's what just about Carson though. Carson, Carson to me, um, he, he has the injury bug. I mean, it's like all these, I think, Here's one of the things I think about this 2020 uh, RB free agent class is they're uber talented. You can't deny the talent on these guys, but all of them have injury issues. You know, uh, to me, Chris Carson's probably going to, if I'm Chris Carson, I'm looking at maybe a team like Pittsburgh or Buffalo to go and sign on with them and be their bell cow. You know, hopefully get a four year deal for 40 million because I don't think he's, I don't think he's worth the 12 million a year that AJ Aaron Jones got, you know, I mean, 12 million a year last I checked puts him at uh, the fifth or sixth highest paid running back in the league. So yeah, just over Joe Mixon. That's where he puts him. Yeah. yeah, I definitely agree. Carson's not going to ask for that much money or get that much money, especially with the AGs in there. But the, the yeah, biggest thing I think he, right now, if I remember correctly, yeah, turns 27 before the season starts. So that's, that's yeah. getting close to that 28 cliff that we see with running backs. But he's definitely someone that can give production over the next year. I mean, I would still put him as a mid-range RB2, no matter where he ends up, as long as he gets the job. I don't think yep. he's an RB1, but I think he can have RB1 weeks. That's probably, probably like 15 to 18 range, speculating there if we're talking redraft right now. But I think yeah. the best spot would be Pittsburgh or going back to Seattle, but I don't see him going back to Seattle. Yeah, I, I, I think like, that Seattle has been burned. I think yeah. it's – I don't know what's going on up in Seattle, but the Pacific Northwest, everyone – nobody wants to be playing there right now, apparently, not even yeah. Russell Wilson. So, yeah, But Carson's a grinder. He plays really aggressive. Like You can compare him to like a better Marshall Thomas Lynch. Rawls. I, would, I wouldn't oh. go that far. You went, well, you went the extreme I'm saying the, the good aggressive, side. I'm saying like, like yeah. the aggressive mindset. Okay, but yeah, I like how we both picked Seattle running backs is the biggest thing there. Well, you went on the high end, I went on the low end there. So it's kind of a cool yeah. combo. But yeah, he's somewhere in between. I think the grinding aspect would be great for Pittsburgh to really get Ben some breathing room. Um, I could see him potentially Miami doing well. I don't like Buffalo as a landing spot. Now that I've talked with Tyler Carp about it on our pod, I could see it being fine. But that would, that would drop him to the 20 mark for me probably. Closer to that yeah, in the low it- end RB2. But. Yeah, no, if you go – any running back that goes to Buffalo is going to be a low-end RB2. And, I mean, that's just all there is to it. Because like Josh Allen just takes away too much of the run game. He just takes away exactly, too many of the rushing touchdowns. Exactly. And, I mean, I could see Chris Carson going to Arizona. Arizona's in need of an actual bruising running running back. But, yeah, I see you shaking your head there. But it, I, don't, I don't like it, him there. I don't like the fit. It just doesn't like – I'd rather have him – It doesn't feel right, right? No, it doesn't. It's the same idea. Uh, uh, Kyler Murray's going to take the rushing work, so – well, I would Kyle be. Murray, it's, it's like I, I spoke to this in uh, another article for someone else uh, that I wrote. It's like Kyler Murray. It's like yeah, he had 800 yards rushing last year and 11 scores, but there is still almost 1500 yards rushing left on the table for the other running backs. No, there's there's so, definitely there's definitely pieces of the pie left, but like I at someone his age, if I'm buying in, I'd like if I can get him like seventh round of. A redraft, I would take him, but I'm not excited for him. There's not an yeah. upside in those spots. So we'll see where he lands. I'm sure we'll know soon enough by probably like Wednesday or Thursday of this yeah. week. So by, maybe by the time this drops, you'll know where he is, and this could be all obsolete. But that's the beauty of recording on Mondays, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Aaron Jones. Oh, the AJ Dillon truthers are crying for a day after this. Hey, I'm one of those guys, man. <laughs> I had both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in my dynasty, in like my primary dynasty league. That's not a I bad was... spot to be, though. Like the only people that lost out are people that traded for AJ Dillon. I was like beating the drum of like, hey, go sell AJ Dillon in your dynasty leagues, and I got so much, so much people blowing me up saying, no, you're an idiot. No, and, like no, he's at his peak value. 
He's yeah, never going to be higher than right now. So go yeah. get it. And yeah. lo and behold, I did not think I did not predict this. I did predict Aaron Jones being the signing, but I predicted somebody signing there to take away at least the passing down work. And now we see Aaron Jones four year, forty eight million dollars. I think like I don't know how much guaranteed there is there, but enough that he's going to be there for at least a year or two, taking away the majority yeah. of the workload. He's a top five running back behind he that is. line in, in that offense. So what yeah. what what do you think of the Aaron Jones deal? Where do you have him? Where does that leave AJ Dillon? All right, so Aaron Jones, it's like I think it's a real good fit for him. It's like I have him as a top five PPR uh, running back. Uh, the the floor for him, obviously, it, he's going to be an RB one next year. Hard stop. He he. If you have him as one of your, if you have him as your RB one, you're going to be happy. I mean, the ceiling the ceiling for him is the overall number one running back. I mean, just with the way that offense runs with McCarthy, uh, not McCarthy, McCarthy's down Dallas. I got Dallas <laughs> on the mind, man. Yeah. No, uh, it's okay. The way that he, he, he runs was with Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, with the way that offense runs with Rodgers, I mean, you can't, you can't pass him up. I mean, if you have the option of drafting him in the second or even third round, you better be drafting him. Yeah, he was falling to the third round last year. So it was like the steal of the draft a lot or in that range. I don't see him falling past the end of the first in all honesty. I mean, I have him around like RB six currently yeah. um, for redraft alone, but yeah. So that's a back end first round pick for me and I'd be fine with that. 100%. Oh yeah. And then as far as AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon is going to be a hand. I mean, you better, if you draft Aaron Jones, you better be drafting AJ Dillon as well, because that's, that's a premium handcuff. Uh, I I personally like to always handcuff my RB one. That's just the way. That's just the way. If, I if play. there's a clear handcuff, if there's like a clear, yeah. like a Tony Pollard is a clear handcuff. Alexander Madison's a clear handcuff. Those guys like that. But we're not talking about grabbing guys that are in ambiguous backfield. There. So that's oh. one thing I want to bring up. Oh yeah. No, I I just well, me personally, I think AJ Dillon is the number two running back there. So that's why I'm comfortable with taking him. Oh no, taking I, AJ Dillon not, like the later round. I'm not on disagreeing rounds. with you. I think he yeah. has RB three. Um, weekly play. I think he's a flex play week to week. I think he's fine to be playable. I think I have him in between that 25 to 30 range in running backs and he's one oh, wow, injury away. I, yeah. I still think well, he's fine. Yeah. Jamal Williams was a, a playable running back week to week. He was averaging nine to 11 points a week there. And we could see Dylan be in the goal line back even. We don't yeah, know that's well, not his role. Yeah. Well, there's talk about him being the goal line back then also being the, the four minute you know, a backbreaker running back to come in. And I mean, you've seen, you've seen pictures of his quads. I mean, that guy, that guy, he, yeah, man after your own heart there with the, he's obviously been doing some deadlifting and uh, some squats. Uh, squats in his days, man. Yeah. He's looking, yeah, he so is I th- definitely going. I think he's a flex play. Start. I think he's usable. I think he's someone that you can back end your roster and one into your way from being a top five um, potential running back, top 12 guaranteed. If he gets the full yep. workload, anybody in that offense can be a top 12. I think that's what was the alluring factor of him. I just think people bought in too early before we knew enough, but I yeah. think he's fine. I think in my dynasty rankings, I think I have him at 28, my dynasty RB yeah. rankings. I think redraft are probably have about I the same. Yeah, Cause I have cream hunt at 24. So why wouldn't I have someone similar? Like I definitely, cream oh, cream hunt, I think cream hunt role. gets a lot more of the workload than AJ Dillon will. I agree. Uh, I think uh, I have cream hunt actually like around the 20 range, but that's, yeah. you know, because yes, he's, he's one injury away from being a top 10, top five running back, but he's even without it. I mean, even without the, the injury possibility, he still checked in, I believe at RB 10 last year. And that was with uh Chubb only missing what three games. 
Yeah. No, I think he's great. I, I also need to kind of caveat that I have um my running back rankings with rookies. So I have oh, okay. Najee, Etienne, and Javante Williams in there in places as mm-hmm. well. So I think that's what um kind of changes. We're in the same range. If I take out my three rookies, yeah. I yeah, see Hunt Because yeah. I could the rookies get up behind Hunt as well, depending on their landing spot. But I've kind of exactly right now I, I would consider it. Yeah, no, I don't have it's like from my me and my own personal rankings, I don't have rookies in there anywhere because you don't know where they're going to be playing. Yeah. I mean, it's you you just don't know. It's like does Etienne actually it's like he'd probably drop in your rankings if he goes to the Jets. At right. least to me. You yeah, know? maybe the Jets Jets might be a good spot for him actually cuz they need a running back. Well, uh, yeah, they do, but I'm I'm thinking of like their offensive line and just how terrible yeah. that offensive line is. You yeah, know, it's like I'm just yeah. saying, like for like that range, I, I I do primarily dynasty, so this is like what I was like. I have the rookies in my head, an idea of where I want them, but I could definitely see that changing. Like rankings are fluid, but that's yeah. kind of like we, we have hunt about the same spot. Maybe if I took out the rookies, one spot difference, but that's what I mean though. Yeah. So top twenty-five ish back is what Dylan it should be usable, not someone I'm aiming for, but someone like okay, I'm in a desperation spot, I can play him. It's better than grabbing some other guys like uh, Michael Pirine. Or in like yeah. that, that are the right now starters and things yeah. like that. So I mean, yeah. I, I was I'm not an AJ Dillon truther by any means. Uh, I've been called an AJ Dillon hater, but I think people just like don't understand what I was getting at at that time. Yeah. But it's okay. Um, I'll just take my victory lap and I'll you know run with it. But exactly, you'll be sitting on the beach with me, sipping my ties, enjoying yourself. Yeah, you, you gotta know? you gotta play that game sometimes, man. All right, exactly. going forward with a few more signings that we had. We saw one of your favorite quarterbacks, I think, but Cam Newton. I'm kidding on that one, but Cam Newton signed a deal. It was it is a what fourteen million dollar deal, five million guaranteed. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, it's uh, five million guaranteed, and then it's all like Pro Bowl MVP, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. I Max mean, it's fourteen mil. Yeah, max fourteen mil. It, honestly, this this makes sense. I think Cam knew. I think Cam actually is poised to potentially have a bounce back year, not back to where he was before, but back to being a serviceable quarterback. I mean, uh, just simply because of the fact that they're bringing in offensive line help, which is what they need. Uh, they brought in Joni Smith, you know, so that's a that's a plus up. You know, over uh, the other two uh, guys they drafted at the tight end position last year. The only issue now is the wide receiver position. It's like if, if they can improve the wide receiver position and they can actually have a true offseason together, I don't see why Cam Newton can't come back to be a top 15 quarterback next year. Now, do I, I think his ceiling is probably like top 10, like 10th rated quarterback. It would probably be his ceiling, but. 10 to 20 range is where I expect him to fall. But if, uh, if he gets the pieces he needs, he could easily be a, uh, a serviceable QB week on a bye week. So you, we differ on Cam a lot. Cam is off okay. my board in that range. 100. I think he's just bad. Like, I think this uh, deal fine. isn't even, isn't even like a confident deal. Like I would, there's no way I'm drafting him. If I'm playing, oh, if I'm my quarterback draft him either, but it's, yeah, you were saying top yeah. 15. That's like a, and top 10 outside that same you're using him as like a streamer or like you're considering him in that top 10 range in like a one QB league, like someone like you maybe grab for that upside. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. He's got I'm grabbing the, Jalen hurts before cam. I'll say that much right now. Yeah. Jalen I, don't, hurts I, before I, cam. I heard so like, I've heard it's like 14. There's so many good quarterbacks in the league right now. I think in a one QB, I've met like 10, but two QB, I haven't met 14. I, I rank weird when it comes to one versus two, but that's a different story. Oh no, no. Uh, that, it makes all the sense in the world. It's a, it's a completely different scoring system. You have to, you yeah. have to have a different set of criteria for every 
for every type of uh, fantasy uh, format that you're playing in. Yeah, 100%. I, I, so I have a very difference when it comes to certain quarterbacks. But Cam is just someone I don't want. I don't think he's a good passer. I think he's fine, but I think his ceiling is limited, especially going in this age. Um, what is he, 31, going 32, or just turning 31, somewhere around there. And that's when we oh, see yeah. a historical athletic dip. So similar to a player we're going to talk about in a little bit, Taysom Hill, we see a historical athletic dip around the 31-year-old range, especially a quarterback that relies on their athleticism. They are off my board. Like 100% not getting drafted. I don't care what round they're in. I, there's, I'd rather take a different quarterback. I also am not mm-hmm. certain that Cam is going to be the starting quarterback for the Patriots all year. I could see them drafting like Who a Mac Jones. Bring in? I think Mac Jones is a great option for someone that come in halfway through the year. They could draft okay. him. They could build him up. I think he's great for that offense. I would love to see that personally. But I think Cam does start the year. Yeah, I so. think so too. I think Cam starts the year and I think it's uh, – if they bring someone in, I think they'd much rather bring in a, yeah, like you said, a rookie, bring a rookie in to, to push him a little bit. And I think, I don't know, at the end of the day, I just, I want to see Cam succeed. I like what he, I like his playing style. I think he revolutionized the the, the position. You 100%. Know? No, he's definitely one of a kind yeah. athlete that like changed so much. <laughs> of how we treat football and how we treat the quarterback position there. So I'm not yep. disagreeing with that. I just think he's hit his, his peak. He's, he's peaked. Come, yeah. Oh, well, 100%. And that's something to kind of consider with these running quarterbacks. They peak a lot earlier than the passing quarterbacks. So we see that athletic dip there. Well, but that, he did Wilson. get a great. Oh, Russell Wilson doesn't rely on his athleticism as much. He actually has been running a lot less over the past few years. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so uh, I, Russell Wilson's arm is way better than cams. Oh his yeah. Making is way better than the cams. So yeah, his, his accuracy is way better. Cam, I think Cam has a stronger arm, but Russell is more precise, more, he's more accurate than Cam Newton is to bring uh, it to, and, to kind of bring it back without changing your play style. Cause you can, you can get change your play style at any position. Like we've seen, like I said, Larry Fitzgerald go from an alpha outside to an alpha inside and possession style receiver. The quarterback has to change from the athletic minded background is like a run first powered in to a precision passer. And it's very yep. rare we see a quarterback change that way at this age, and especially what we saw oh, last year. Yeah, exactly. So. No, it's like I think Jonu Smith had just as many touchdowns. And actually, he had more touchdowns than Cam Newton did passing last year. Well, Jonu Smith caught more. He didn't throw more. But I get what you're saying. Uh, Speaking yeah. of Jonu oh, Smith. He, he, <clears throat> yeah. I love that's that you segue. segue ladies and gentlemen. Oh, a segue. Little segue popping in. Um, Jonah Smith just signed with the New England Patriots. $50 million, four-year deal. The highest paid tight end in the NFL. I think 31 and a half guaranteed. Insane deal. Love that he got paid. Yeah. I love Jonah Smith as a player. Um, what's your opinion on him? I like him as well. It's like he was the 16th ranked uh, tight end last year uh, in fantasy PPR, which I think a lot of it uh, – he. I view him as someone who has top 10, top five potential upside. Uh, just all depends on who's throwing him the ball and the type of offense that they're running. Bill Belichick has shown that he's a tight end driven coach. He likes the tight end position. Uh, he likes to uh, use that as his primary way to break down a, a defense. But um, Jonu Smith for next year, it's like I got him as I have him as a top eight tight end for next season. Uh, and that's even, and that's, just also because I appreciate I like Cam a little bit more than you do, so um, I like the I like the deal. I think it still brings him in. It's like George uh, Kittle's like at fifteen mil, 
I, I believe. And then uh, Kelsey's at like 14.7. And then, oh, shoot. who I think it drops. I think, yeah, he ends up being like the third or fourth now highest paid. Well, they have Hooper league. as well, too, getting paid there as well. Oh, yeah, Hooper. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, but I mean, they definitely put the money where the mouth is. I love this spot for him, even if yep. Cam is the quarterback. We've seen what he's done with Greg Olson. Made Greg Olson, who's a lot less of an athlete, who's a great possession style and one of the best tight ends ever played the game. But the athlete that John R. Smith is, and I always aim, if I'm not going for a big three or like whoever's the top, top tight ends and paying up, I'm going for athletes. Yeah. I'm aiming for that John yeah. R. Smith, looking at that Noah Fant and guys like that that just like jump up, Mike Gusecki, the guys that jump off the page. Yeah. And I think with that compliment, he's got the yak ability, yard after catch ability to yep. pull um, a bunch of big gains out of there. So I would I have him currently ranked at tight end twelve right okay. now, but I would probably consider him more higher than guys I've ranked higher than him because I want that weekly upside. So I have him yeah. ranked at twelve, but if I'm I would just wait longer past the guys I've ranked earlier, like the Hunter Henrys and the Evan Ingrams, yeah, things DJ like that. Hawk. Yeah, I just like wait because I think the ceiling's the same as Johnny, but I think his floor is less. And if I'm not paying up for a tight end, I'm going to be playing the matchups, and I'd rather have an athletic guy. So it's kind yeah. of like one of those situations where my draft strategy, my ranking kind of differentiate each other. But mm-hmm. I think he's a top 12 tight end going into the next year. No matter what, they've seen, he's going to play the Gronk role. Like he is. He's That's going exactly to play that he's spot. Going to do. Yeah. And we, we've seen like Cam's uh, completion percentage has gone up. I think he's the guy that could be the beneficiary, even though I don't think Cam yeah. is good. I think Cam's going to make poor decisions and things like that. I think that's the spot. We've seen guys be fine in that offense. We saw Jacoby Myers. We just, they just, and they don't want to go through that. They've seen Junior Edelman was fine when he played, but I think John knew yeah. that difference making tight end. And yeah. he's be someone, if I'm going wait on tight end, I would target him. So. Oh, yeah. No, if, you, if you're snagging Jonu in like the seventh, eighth round, whatever it is, that where you decide that it's time for you to go get a tight end, if you don't target one of the more premium guys earlier on, it's like you should be happy with that. It's like I'd, I'd hit, hit, select on Jonu starting in the seventh round from there on out. I'd be satisfied. I don't I'd think you thrilled. need to though. I think he's going with the ninth, 10th round. I think he might fall that far. Oh, you, like, okay. Have you, I haven't done any mocks of uh, recently. So it's like, I think, well, I haven't done any since this thing's been signed, but like the, he's not, yeah. he's only his, his best receiving season, 448 yards. So yeah. once, once all the smoke and clouds clear of like, Oh, this signing so good. Or this, there's a complete split on Twitter and there's a complete split from what I've heard. Everyone, either people are so for or so against it. And I think there's enough discrepancy there that you can take advantage of it. And he could be that ninth round tight end. I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if he falls that far in ADP. This one, the situation yeah. we have to pay attention. We'll, we'll know more come like August and things like that. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Well, where do you have, uh, just curious. It's like, I, I think he's very similar to Noah Fant almost a little yeah. bit. Uh, where would you, where would you, uh, Place Noah Fant probably the same same area same range. I like, Fant higher. I'm a lot higher on Fant. I think he's done more to to earn that spot. But again, yeah. I don't. I would he's say a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think he can do. I think he can do more with what he has. I think the quarterback can be upgraded in an easier spot in Denver. But yeah. I have Noah Fant it's currently as my tight end, like like six. Yeah, I love it's magic. That'd be great. Oh. But but we're talking like. After the top three, there's not huge tiers. I have fan a tier no. higher, but only one tier higher, even though they're yes. six to 12. And if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, I'm going to text something right quick. Go ahead. Keep talking. Yeah. If I'm having to pay either a fifth or sixth round pick for Fant or an eighth to 10th round pick for Johnny, I'd take Johnny. 
all day. So that's one of the biggest things that uh, discrepancy. So this is one again, one of those spots where look at the rankings, look at the board. If it's not there, because in the fifth and sixth round, I'm taking my wide receivers. I might take a quarterback in that range to get that Josh Allen or the Kyler Murray's that were going last year, Dak Prescott's, and just guarantee that. Because I'd rather have that than a tight end. But yeah, I would still yeah. rank Fant higher, but I don't see their finish that different. I just think Fant might have a yeah. higher floor. But well, that's I just wanted to. What I was looking up was uh, yeah. the difference between the seventh, yeah, difference between the seventh best tight end last year, Mike Gusecki. He clocked in at 159 points over the year versus Jonu, who came in at 16th, was 19 points. Yeah. He, he scored 140 points last year. One point per Mike game. Gusecki. Yeah. Well, 1.2. Total on the, pardon? 1.2 point per game difference. Nothing. Yeah. And, and that's marginal i mean and especially going to a team that's not uh the emphasis isn't on running the ball i mean he's yeah. definitely going to be seeing at least two to three more targets per game than he saw last year and john can also run the ball he could be a great um yeah. kind of like running back in that yeah in there so they're gonna be creative with him he scored this, a rushing touchdown last year he had he had 78 yards not last year the year before in rushes yeah like no one realizes that he has that tool in his in his tool belt so no i love the signing yeah. I think it's great for that. I think it's nothing nothing but growing from there. So yeah. I wanted to finish up with this one. This one hurts me a little. Drew Brees officially retired. I'm still yeah. not okay. You can you can send your condolences. You can send me chocolate to eat or something. But Yeah, go, go talk to Elvin. Uh, I'm sure yeah, he's me, commiserate. Me He'll him, commiserate yeah. with you. Yeah, we're, we're sad. But we knew it was happening. I haven't taken yeah. my Saints sweatpants off the entire time we've been in this snowstorm. So I'm just I'm just feel, I'm feeling some type of way, but we also paid Taysom Hill four year, one hundred and forty million dollar contract extension. Him and Russell Wilson got the same contract extension to the T. Yeah, but very big differences in guaranteed money there. Um, yeah. First of all, what's what are you feeling about Breeze retiring? What does it do to the weapons? And what do you think of Taysom Hill's uh, contract? Um, I think. It's like we have to give credit to where credit's due. Drew Brees is like one of the ultimate professionals has has ever, you know, played the game, you know, in the past four decades, five decades. I mean, Drew Brees, what he's done as a six foot tall quarterback, you know, he, it's like I think he's really like five eleven on a good day. He's a but, gentleman five uh, eleven, okay? He's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Drew Brees, I mean, Drew Brees showed heart, he's he showed gumption, he did everything he could besides be a referee, you know, to get his team to the playoffs. So it's like uh, get his team to the Super Bowl. I mean, you can't – Drew Brees, I mean, if that's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't know what is. You know, yeah, he's 100% it, first ballot Hall of Famer yeah. with his accolades there. I mean, the yeah. only person that's going to pass him on most things is going to be Brady, who's exactly. showing he's ageless. So I, I yeah, hate to get but – Whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever he's is. doing. When yeah. I turn like 40, I'm going to start doing that. But yeah. um, to bring it back to Breeze, man, coming from a bad start in oh yeah, uh, San Diego Chargers. Like, I want to say LA, but it was San Diego back then. Yeah, and then San Diego Superchargers. Yeah, being uh being essentially cut, and then Philip Rivers took over, and it was a it was a signing that no one believed in when he first got yep. to the Saints. They're yep. like, why are you paying Miami had a shot Breeze? at him. He was going to yeah. go to Miami. Can yeah. you imagine? It's like he would have gone to Miami. And had oh oh what's his, what's oh Nick Saban as his head coach, crazy. But Sean Payton got the most out of him, and I'm really yeah. happy that he did. 
Um, we got a Super Bowl, so I'm excited. Now we're moving on to the next chapter, but thank you, Breeze, for everything you did. But yeah, yeah. $140 million to Taysom Hill. I know you were kind of confused by this thing, so I want to kind of bring yeah. it up. It's, so, it's a whole bunch of math. I, I'm a pilot, man. You got to keep it simple <laughs> for me. <laughs> point A, point pull B. Back, that's, pull back, houses get uh, smaller, push forward, houses get bigger. You know, that's yeah. a, that's all. That's that's my rudimentary knowledge right here. So. No, it's, it's 140 mil. It's basically all voidable. Um, yeah. It clears up $7.5 million cap space. We've been clearing cap space like crazy. We went from 81 oh. mil over to about 16 mil over, and we're going to be able to clear that and maybe sign someone. But Oh, yeah. Magic is what your uh, cap space guys. You're yeah, just the cap's real. Magic. The cap's not real. It's it's it doesn't exist. It's like Santa Claus. I don't I don't believe it. Uh, like you can't tell what? me otherwise. Whoa whoa whoa! <laughs> Santa's not real. Uh, did I just drop a bomb on you? I'm sorry. Let's uh okay. Well we'll talk a little bit off camera about this. But now we're both sad that Santa's not real and that Drew Brees uh, retired. But it's and about all of our watchers too. Yeah, <laughs> those poor guys. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Don't let the kids listen to this part. But it ends up being about $19 million he's paid, which is a yeah. really good contract for him. And it's a bunch of void years. So we'll see what happens. I I think he's the starting quarterback as of today. But I, people think he's going to be a Jameis Winston. There's been a lot of buzz around Jameis Winston. And I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he gets signed. But I don't know. still don't know where the money's coming from. But at this point, it can yeah. come out of thin air. Do you think Jameis signs? Do you think Taysom's the quarterback? Or do you think someone else comes in? Uh, I think they want to bring Jameis back, personally. I, th- I think they uh, they believe in Jameis as uh, – Sean Payton believes in Jameis just like he did with uh, Drew Brees. You know, uh, Taysom Hill, to me, while Michael Thomas – I mean, there was no drop in production for Michael Thomas. The only thing he, got he was targeted was, so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he was averaging about – eight to nine catches a game and eight, like 85 yards. So if you read my article on the pregame HQ about extrapolating uh, the targets that Michael Thomas got. So I did an article on Taysom Hill, Michael Thomas and Amon Kamar, what the production would be for the extrapolated out. Michael Thomas received 41% of the team's targets. That is elite, elite level that we will never see on average there. So who else will be fine to throw to exactly. No, Emmanuel Sanders. There's no one else. Yeah. So I think I think he'll be fine if Taysom. But here's the thing, with if they sign, let's say if they sign um, Jameis Winston, they've already come out and said there's gonna be a quarterback competition between yeah. Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. They're assuming he's coming back. If you're Jameis Winston, do you take that contract to potentially be a starter, or are you trying to talk up like the Bears or talk up Washington and try to become the guaranteed starter. What would you do if you're Jameis Winston? Uh, if I'm Jameis, I think Mitch Trubisky is going to Washington uh, straight up. Uh, that's why I think he's going to land. As far as the Bears, um, he, I think uh, in this day and age of players chasing rings over money, which I think we've seen a lot of NFL players start to do now, uh, in my mind, which is the good, which is the right decision. They realize, like, hey, if I want to have a legacy, I need to have some championship rings to be able to back it up with. Um, if I'm Jameis, I'm sticking it out in New Orleans. New Orleans, I think, is still, I mean, you're still a top five, top six team in the league, which, uh, not in the league, but at least in the NFC, which means you're making the playoffs. And if you're making the playoffs, that's all you have to do. I mean, look at, look at what the Giants did at eight and eight. Yeah, you, know, you just got to make the playoffs, and I don't see the, I don't see the Bears winning 
any any playoff position out there. Uh, the only other potential spot would be Washington, like you mentioned. But Washington is, uh, I I think they're going to go with Trubisky, and then the other option would be Carolina. You know, why not keep that New Orleans pipe? pipeline of quarterbacks up to Carolina going after Bridgewater. But uh, if I'm Jameis, I'm sticking it out and I'm going to prove that I can win and then hopefully win like a million championships. You know, you're, you're betting so. on yourself on that one. I think we're in yeah. know what Jameis is ranked based on his contract. I think he gets something closer to what Cam got and not close to like what other quarterbacks have, are expecting. He's oh, not yeah. a DAC deal or anything close to that, but like, no, he, he didn't get much interest it. last year. I think he's be closer to a cam deal. And if I'm trying to get a cam deal that like 14 mil, five mil guaranteed, I'm going somewhere that I, I'm starting period. I'm not going to go through the hoops of Taysom Hill. I'd rather walk in, sign my one year deal, go to Chicago or go to Carolina or go to Washington and prove myself to earn that big payday instead of taking a smaller yeah. amount and then potentially be in the starter. Cause for some reason, Sean Payton loves him some Taysom Hill. I don't know what Taysom yeah. Hill has over him, but it's some voodoo magic there. So I'm, oh, yeah. I still lean if I had to like make a prediction today, it's like 53% Taysom Hill's a starter. Like not, not he, great odds, but like just yeah. over a 50, 50 shot. And I think, I think James would be the starter, but that's, I mean, I just think James has brings a lot more to the table. Uh, well, James is a better quarterback. I yeah. He's a better 100. quarterback. And, but Taysom Hill is probably the better football player. Oh, Taysom can do everything. Taysom yeah. is a Swiss Army knife. Exactly. Of everything. He, he's a football player. Yeah, he's he's a football player for sure. But that's why we're paying him so much to do all this stuff. But yep. I don't know, man. If, I don't I, know. if I'm Jameis, I'm I'm betting myself a different way than going through the hoops of a quarterback competition. I want I want that job. I sat a year and you didn't put me in when I had a chance. But I think that was a cap move last year. I think Jameis was still the better quarterback last year, but there was like yeah things in the contract that he plays X amount of games, he got paid more and we were planning for this yeah. year, but it just depends what we don't know. What's behind closed doors. We don't know what's been told to him. Exactly. We don't know these things, but based on what I know right now, that's what I would do, but I could see him okay. banking himself in new Orleans, but that could blow up in his face. It just depends. This all depends on what his contract looks like, but bar none, let's say for devil's advocate that Jameis does sign in new Orleans where do you rank him in your quarterbacks? If he signs with New Orleans, I would probably uh, – he would probably end up being a fringe QB1. Okay. Um, like 13-14 range? Yeah, 13-14 range. Uh, just simply because, like we said, he didn't play at all last year. He play, he went through one pass for a touchdown, and that was it. Great great, yeah. great job doing that touchdown, though. So Yeah, <laughs> great touchdown i mean so it's like all he, he could he can come to the table and be like look all i do is throw teddies that's all i do you know yeah. but uh it, I, yeah i think Jameis has uh it's like realistic range is like the 12 13 14 quarterback yeah. uh last time we ceiling. saw James winston he was a top two quarterback he was yeah even with 30 interceptions like, oh my goodness yeah but i mean that's when he was just slinging the rock just throwing it up there letting mike evans and chris godwin fight for it you know, and that's that's the thing. It's like I think Sean Payton uh, appreciates quarterback quarterbacks like that. And even if Taysom Hill does win the, I mean, even if he wins the quarterback competition, whatever you want to call it, I think Taysom Hill would be on a, a very short leash, and that we would see uh, James come in and be the become the starter probably within two weeks if Taysom doesn't perform well. Yeah, I, I so. think I think I think Jameis Winston jumps 
the Carson Wentz of the world, the Derek Carrs, yeah. things like oh, that. Oh, no, no. I'm just saying like, like the, that range of course. So I'd say top yeah. 15-ish, probably a little bit closer to like the Jalen Hurts and things the like 14, that. Yeah. Yeah, that range yeah. Well, around there. Uh, well, the other issue with Derek Carr, you bring him up, who's he going to throw to? I mean, Nelson Aguilar is uh, – we don't know where he's going. I mean, they're so trying to resign like, him, so that's a different world yeah. of a quarter. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I just I yeah, rank exactly. Carr higher than Wentz, so I wanted to kind of have that um, in the range to kind of bring up there. But most people don't, but that's just where I rank them currently. Um, yeah. But now, Taysom Hill's a starter. Started week one, he's named the starter. Where would you put him? Oh, geez. For fantasy. Fantasy? Oh. That's, that's different. Yeah, that that's a tough one. He's not going to throw a touchdown. Uh, you can expect maybe one touchdown pass a game from him, in my mind. Uh, that's just I, – I don't see that. So you're banking on his rushing capabilities, his rushing upside. So it's like, honestly, I'd probably have like 16, 17. Okay. I, like, I, I would not be happy with Taysom Hill as my starting quarterback in fantasy next year if Taysom Hill's a starter, which is – Interesting, considering I'd be just fine with Jameis Winston. It's just, yeah. it's different type of players. Different. It's like the offense they will be running with Taysom Hill at quarterback is completely different than the offense they would be running with Jameis Winston. And I think you'd see a different, completely different draft. I think we can tell a lot from the draft. Who the Saints go after in the draft will kind of tell us which way they're leaning with the uh, quarterback situation. Yeah, I think who, oh. I think however they decide, we'll know the signing before the draft, and however they draft, who's winning the competition or who they. Yep plan to win that competition. I agree with that, depending on how they build the team. Because they have to build a team around somebody. You can't yeah, just, like, exactly. whatever. Um, Taysom Hill, I would have him around the same spot, honestly, for a different reason, because rushing is king there. But I also yeah. extrapolate out his age drop and his athleticism drop. So I think he would be one of those guys that I would, if I see a good starting part of the season and I'm going that streaming quarterback, I would buy Taysom Hill and use him for the first few weeks before his body starts to shut down and then go for that like rookie that might take over like that Herbert last year or something like that and aim yeah. for that switch. That's if I'm going like super fade quarterback, which I don't agree with anymore. Yeah. As no, much. I, yeah. But if you wanted to go that late round QB strategy, he would be someone I think would be a QB one, a top five potential in the early part of the season. Yeah. But I think his body will shut down as the season goes on based on his age and based on historical data. But yeah. I think he ends up finishing that top 15 range. I think they're both in the top 15, depending on whoever the starter is, but for different reasons. Yeah. So, But Taysom would be one of those guys, again, talking about the Jalen Hurts. I would avoid Taysom Hill in a super flex redraft league, but I would be, fi- I would be fine with him in a one-quarterback redraft league because of that variance there. So yeah. that's kind of, again, how I treat – the ebbs and flows of I need more floor in the super flex. I want that second quarterback to be my floor guy, but I only, yeah. I only care about upside in a one quarterback league. I don't care if someone has a zero floor because it doesn't matter. There's yeah. only 12 of them being started or 10 or whatever you're in your league. Exactly. especially like and, and if you're carrying more than one quarterback in a one quarterback league, I kind of question yeah. what, what it is you're actually doing. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. But that's, that's a, that's a story for another day, but yeah. Yeah. Love all the talk today. Um, any closing thoughts that you have? Anything you're working on? Tell us where we can find um, you. Well, uh, I just published my Kenny Galladay article. Uh, that's something we didn't really get to talk much about today, but that's because he hasn't signed anywhere. I think Kenny Galladay comes out and he sets the market for the wide receivers. Um, uh, my personal fan favorite place for him to land right now is anywhere in the AFC South. <laughs> the yeah. AFC South is just, in my mind, garbage when it comes to defending the pass. So if he can make it to Indianapolis or Jacksonville, 
It's like the sky's think, the limit with him. So before we finish up, yeah, I definitely want to talk about Kenny Galladay. Thank you for bringing that yeah. up. That, um, I think he signs with the Jags. We're seeing a lot of buzz. Yeah, DJ Tark. Potentially being traded. Then if that happens, he's signing with the Jags the same like five-minute span. That means they've got yeah. a deal for him and a deal for him ready to go. It's a boom, boom. We'll get two, yeah. we'll two direct things. But yeah, Kenny Galladay, I'm glad you have that article ready to go. Definitely go check that out there. And it's but, posted there on the pregame. Go check it out. Give it a read. Real quick, down and dirty, I covered about seven different teams that he could potentially go to, and well, I gave it away, but that's uh, that's <laughs> gave away the ending. But that's all right. Hey, go it's okay. It you, you want you want to see the journey too. You can't just have the beginning and the end without knowing how you got there because you can make your own decisions on that. I would have Kenny Galladay. I'm asking in a second, but it's probably in that wide receiver two range, fifteen to eighteen range. If he signs yep. with Jacksonville, even I think you're pretty much the same range there, but definitely yeah, a high I, end. I figured he's going to be like a four year, four year, sixteen million. Four years, yeah. 16.5. Well, he's he's going to get paid more than that. He already turned down 18 mil, so he's only taking 18. Well, that's 18 mil to go back to Detroit, was it not? That's fair. That's a fair point. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it's like Detroit's in pretty bad shape right now. The fact yeah. that they can't, yeah, they Detroit should have franchise tagged him. Hard stop. That I, was the dumbest decision to like to before we got it. Like, that was literally like, if yeah. you get anything for Kenny Galladay after that franchise tag, do it. Like, yeah. you could get a fourth. Or a fifth, yeah. and that's yeah. still more than you had. So I think the yeah, dumbest. Exactly. But that, that whole organization's nothing. dumb. So yeah, and now your your starting wide receiver is Quintez Cephas as your number one. Hey, you know Tyrell Williams. I, is I'm there. a Quintez Cephas fan. I love. I own Quintez Cephas in uh, a couple of my dynasty leagues. But it's, Tyrell the Gazelle just got signed as a priority <clears throat> signing. So you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That that uh that whole offense is in shambles there. But yeah, yeah, definitely check out his article on the pregame HQ. You can find him at Hetty underscore football on the on the tweeters right there. So yeah, there's the there. Check it out. And you can find me at Kid Flash FF. Also check out uh, the Wrestling Map podcast where I do some Luchador talking. We just published a, a podcast this week about WrestleMania 22 edge versus Mick Foley. If you're a wrestling fan and also check out at the dynasty duo FF that we talk all the dynasty talk, but to get out of here. Thank you so much, Charles. Get back to that beach. I'm CJ Krause. Oh yeah. You know it. Adios.